We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Abner Maris is a world champion boxer, Olympian, sports commentator, and most importantly, a dad to two little girls. Beloved by Abuelas and hardcore fans alike, Abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. And now he's bringing that entertaining style to Blue Wire on Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mares. We'll hear from Abner, his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is. He'll talk about the state of boxing, which I'm very interested in. As a person who's always tried to get into the sport but feels like maybe the sport's lost its way, I'm really interested to get a pro's thoughts on that. And then he'll talk a lot about his journey from being a kid on the streets to becoming a boxing champ and that kind of uh, that story of how a professional athlete grows into that is always very interesting to me, so I'm super excited to listen to what he has to say on that. He'll also talk about sports, music, culture, and family life. It's not going to be strictly boxing. It's going to be a ton about uh, the man himself as well. So listen to On the Hook with Abner Maris wherever you get your podcast. Episodes in English are out on Tuesdays, and episodes in Spanish are out on Wednesdays. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. New England standing QB Jimmy Garoppolo to 49ers. We believe we found the right guy. Garoppolo, quick pass, caught by Kittle. He dives, and he's in. Touchdown, 49ers. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Yeah, you heard it there. It's Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. That guy sitting over there, that's Chris Biederman. He covers the 49ers for the Sacramento Bee. I'm Kyle Madsen. We write about the 49ers at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. And we have a special guest today. He is, and I'm comfortable saying this, uh, I've run the numbers, I've grinded the tape, I've done the research. 
I've also owned a Sean Green Iowa jersey and have tweeted multiple times about Marvin McNutt. So I am uh, very qualified to answer this. Uh, he's one of the 267 best NFL players ever drafted out of Iowa. It's 49 is all pro tight end, George Kittle. George, how's it going, man? Thanks for having me on the podcast. I'm excited to be here. Um, but, yeah, thanks for the intro. That was very kind of you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, I know you were at a birthday recently. All you wanted was to come on Candlestick Chronicles and Panda Express. I was like, okay, fine. We'll get you on there. Um, they're bringing your favorite menu item, honey sesame chicken, back for good. How hyped are you for that? Uh, I'm actually I'm, I'm pumped. You know, being able to work with Panda Express, which is um, it's it's a food that I've been eating, you know, as long as I can remember. And so being able to work with them is pretty awesome, and it's kind of a dream come true. Because now I get, um, you know, I get to work with a company that I I love their product, so that's pretty sick. And the fact they're bringing honey sesame chicken breast uh, back is it's awesome because you know it was like a seasonal menu addition, right. and that made me sad because you know I want it year round, and so now they're making it year round, which makes me really excited. And um, on top of that, they're doing a promotion for National Tight Ends Day because that's up this Sunday, and I know everybody already knew that because it's everyone's favorite holiday every yeah, single yeah. year, and there's a countdown for it. But uh, that's this weekend, and they're doing a promotion with it from October 25th to November 7th. If you spend $10 on their website uh, on an order, it's free delivery. So, I mean, that seems easy, like $10 on Panda free delivery. What else do you want? Get some crab rangoons and you know, some orange chicken, some honey sesame chicken, fried rice, chow mein. Get it for the whole family. I know that. I know that's what you want. So, do you have do you have a go to order every time you go in there, or do you mix it up every time you go? Yes and no. Um, I mean, I always start half chow mein, half fried rice, and mm-hmm. then um, carb loading. Oh yeah, and then oh, it, it's kind of a toss up between honey sesame, orange chicken, and sweet and fire. Like those are my three favorite. Um, but then the honey walnut shrimp always catches my eye from time to time, so I usually get that as a third entree. Um, but it's just kind of how I'm feeling um, between those other three. And I always get the the Rangoons at the end. I usually get a larger mm-hmm. of those. So I get like 10 of those with some sweet and sour sauce. And <laughs> I put those bad boys down quick because those are <laughs> so good. Uh, you mentioned National Tight End Day. That is coming up. As the Santa Claus of National Tight End Day, is there like a group chat that you run with all the NFL tight ends? Or do you have people you reach out to specifically? Or has it just kind of permeated the, the conscience now in the NFL? Uh, a little bit of both. Um, I've kept in contact. Travis Kelsey wants the belt to come back this year, which I'm still working on that. Um, I honestly don't even know who to talk to about that, so I'm going to blame my PR department. Um, <laughs> but um, so other than that, I mean, guys, are, it, it is fun. You know, the fact that it is a day for tight ends um, because it is, uh, you know, it doesn't get all the recognition I think it deserves. And I think uh, all the tight ends of the league are doing a good job of, you know, getting that uh, – getting that recognition, and I think it's come a long way. But I think the second annual National Tight End Day is going to be even better than last year. So I'm just hoping I can get a touchdown on it because last year I didn't get a touchdown. It's just so disappointing because all I want to do is spike it on National Tight End Day. Yeah, that makes sense. So so obviously the, the weird thing about this season is the pandemic. And for me, um, the only time I you and I get to talk really is, is on Zoom on Thursdays. Um, and it used to be like – you know, if for for those who don't know, beat writers are in the locker room for like 45 minutes to an hour. Uh, I think three times a week usually. And you and I have you and I have had a lot of conversations. Um, um, yeah, at my locker when I'm in a towel. I I give you I wait for you. It's a TV people. It's a TV. Don't don't. I'm don't in a towel now, so it's fine. That's what I think I'm wearing right now. Like I'm I'm locked in. Uh, I haven't had the opportunity to ask any players like what they think of the Zoom access this year. Is it is it better for you guys, 
or or do you dislike it because um, maybe some quotes can be taken out of context that that might not otherwise when when we can have those face to face conversations and also who is your favorite beat writer and why is it Eric Branch? Mm, great question. Well, let's see. Um, I think there's positives and negatives to it. Um, you know because you know the things that you know guys say in these Zoom calls. You, you don't get as nearly as much content because you can go around and talk to 15 players right, and now you right. only get who's available to you on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And so there's not as much content, so you guys have to run with what a handful of players say as opposed to, hey, like maybe um, you know everyone has this opinion and one guy just might have misspoke wrong. But mm-hmm. um, and I, and that's difficult for both the players and you guys. Cause, and, I, and I understand that. That's why I, I try to give you guys as long as answers as I possibly can to give you guys something to work with because I get that. Being a beat writer when you have like four interviews on a day is pretty tough. There's only yeah, so yeah. many quotes that can go around. Um, but, you know, Eric Branch, is, you know, he's, a, he's a good guy. He asks, he asks the right questions. And what I really appreciate about him most, he always has his camera on during the Zoom call, so I'm not talking <laughs> to a, a blank screen like you do sometimes, and it upsets me because I just oh. want to see my friends. It's it's only after games really because I'm trying to I'm trying to make it so there's no connectivity issues behind games because what you say is so important and I don't want that to round out by my video. What about the connection between us when I see you? Yeah, that's true. All right, so could just be a recording. Okay, so that's true. So uh, on Sunday, I promise I'll I'll have my camera on. Thank you. I mean, that's what I really need from you. That's really nice. I'm glad you guys had that moment. (laughs) Thank you so much. Uh, so we talked about you missing reporters. Uh, there's another aspect of the pandemic, the fans. Uh, I think your touchdown the other night on fourth and two would have taken the proverbial roof off of Levi Stadium. Uh, how much do you miss having fans in that atmosphere inside of, of Levi Stadium? Um, you know, I will say, like, the first couple weeks it was really weird. Um, and I, like, I hate to say that I've kind of gotten used to it, but, like, I, like, running to the end zone on a fourth down catch and there's not an explosion like our fans always do, it is, it's super weird. And, like, I'm, I'm mildly used to it, but I would really prefer to have fans in the stands because the faithful are incredible. And, I mean, whether it's a full stadium or, like, 10,000 people, they, they crush it regardless. I mean, our diehard fans are the best. And so I miss them, and I, I hope that we can have them soon. Um but like I, I just work here, so I don't really make that decision. <laughs> so Sunday, obviously a, a big game for you guys, and I know you know it's uh, you guys. Every game is important, all all of that fun stuff. But but was it different, given that um, it was a division game? You definitely don't want to be two and four. Uh, we took we talked and um, you know we asked you guys about urgency after the after the game and, and the urgency you had during the week, but. How much different was it just being in that situation, which had to be a lot different than, than what you experienced last year because you guys started out undefeated uh, for such a long time and were playing so well throughout the season. Didn't really have, You had injuries, but you didn't have these, these season enders. Um, how much different was Sunday night, and, and how gratifying was it, um, maybe in comparison to, to a normal regular season win, if that makes sense? Um, I mean, for me, like Sunday night football is my favorite game of the week because I, I grew up watching Sunday night football. It's the last game of the day. It's like the last game of a long day of football. Um, it's the last thing you watch before you go to sleep. So like, I, I love Sunday night football, and so it doesn't really take me. It doesn't take much for me to get fired up for that. Um, and then on top of that, you know, a division game, and um, and then I mean, even adding on to that, like the week before, we you know we obviously didn't play the way we wanted to play. So there are a lot of factors, a lot of 
reasons to be fired up, you know, to play on Sunday night football. And I think my favorite thing about it really was, was after the, it was like halfway through the first drive and even going into the second, like you could just feel the, the confidence of the huddle. Um, and that's something you could feel like every snap last year. And um, I wouldn't say that we're missing it, but, you know, they were just, we weren't all locked in at the same thing, you know, at the same time. And it just kind of felt like the, the, the huddle this week had, with this on Sunday night, just kind of had one heartbeat to it. Everyone was locked in. If Jimmy was saying something, everyone was locked in. Um, there weren't any questions. Like guys knew what was going on. Guys knew the game plan. And so, and when you feel when you have that, then it gives you confidence to go to the line of scrimmage and dominate. And that's what you know. That's what we had. We had confidence, and you could feel that from Trent Williams to Mike McGlinchey, you know, just through the offensive line to our wide receivers, you know, from me and Dwelly to Juice, everyone was playing with high confidence. And when you play with confidence, it makes it a lot easier. Bill Belichick said that you are the best tight end out of any tight end he's coached or coached against. Uh, what's your reaction when arguably the greatest coach of all time says that about you? Uh, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, it is, you know, and, um, you know, I've been watching uh, Coach Belichick coach for a long time, you know, since I was a little kid. And um, to get that comment from him, it's, um, you know, I respect, I respect him a lot and, um, someone like him who's had the success he has and who's been able to sustain it for as long as he has and who's seen um, you know, players come and go and players that he thinks are great players. And I just appreciate those comments. And all it does, it just it fires me up to be able to play against him for the first time in my career uh, this weekend. And you know, now I'm just ready to go to Boston. All right. So who wins a, who wins a football game? Or, or let's say it, all these teams are matched up in a tournament, like a playoff-style tournament. A team with 11 George Kittles, 11 Debo Samuels, 11 Trent Williams, uh, or 11 Fred Warners. Mm. On offense and defense? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to go Trent Williams. Really? That dude's scary, dog. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. Yeah, I mean, like, he's really fast, and he's really strong. And, I mean, 11 of those guys out there, that's... It's like a bunch of monsters. That's like the monsters. What type yeah. of what type of offense is eleven Trent Williams running? Um, it's, it's power power play. Play. Probably the probably spread. <laughs> <laughs> a a lot of route running. Honestly, he can do whatever he wanted to. Uh, yeah, like I said, he's fast and he can do it all. Is, is he probably the the freakiest athlete you you've played with? Um. Yeah, like size and speed standpoint, just like his combination of everything is just, it's freaky. And then like, I mean, but Bosa on the other hand is yeah, like, yeah. in my opinion, the second best football player in the NFL. So it's, being able to go against that every day is pretty insane too. Wait, who's the first? Aaron Donald. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, until proven otherwise. That dude's been at the top of his game since he's been in the league, so. Yeah, yeah. It's he's, he's incredible. Who who's is is Bosa the guy on your defense then that you're glad you don't have to line up against? <laughs> you know, yes, he, he, I am very happy that the Cardinals didn't draft him. Very, very, <laughs> very happy. That that would have been brutal to play him twice a year for the rest of my career. How much have you um like how, how much has have you had to block him in, in training camp? And like, how's that? What's that been like for you? Uh, pretty often. I will say, like, our coaches do a good job. Like, our defense is special. And, like, when you go against those wide nine techniques, like, it's it doesn't matter, like, it doesn't even matter who's a defensive end. When you're going against a wide nine as a tight end, there's a 
low likelihood of you ever being able to do too much in the run game other than like some gap scheme stuff and like you can't just run outside zone to a wide nine and expect to do anything from it especially with Nick Bosa and so our coaches know that and so we don't just run like dumb plays in them like basic plays so um I, I have my fun with Nick and I know he he kind of abused me in my pass pro during the beginning of camp but I did stop him on a spin move one time, and I ran off the field cheering, so that was really exciting. I wish we had fans who could have seen that, because um, I think I took myself out of practice for the rest of the day, because I had that one. He's going he's gonna to beat me up for saying that, though. But, I mean, he, he usually torches me, but uh, he's a guy that definitely makes me a better football player. How's uh, how's he doing? We ha- we haven't gotten to, to talk to him since the injury. Is he, uh, is he okay? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, he gets to live. He's living with his brother and his mom right now, so I know he's he's. I know he'd much rather be with us, but right. that's a pretty good second place to be. And uh, I know Nick's a guy that he's going to attack this like he attacks all of his workouts and how he attacks quarterbacks. So I'm not worried about him. He's he's going to come back and just be an absolute monster. Yeah. So switching gears a little bit, um, you've talked about uh, yoga and and sort of how that. Um, sort of supplements everything else you do to to prepare for football, and and your sister's obviously been a big part of that. When when did that start for you, in terms of yoga becoming part of a routine, and how has it helped you? And and has it been especially helpful during the pandemic, um, maybe from a, a mental health perspective, um, just given everything that's going on? Yeah, no, I mean yoga's been it's been huge for me, and um, why it's not like. Like, I don't do a yoga, like, I don't do a whole yoga routine, like, every day or, um, but the, the practice of it and, like, the breathing technique and the mindfulness is something that I do practice on a consistent basis, and I really started, it was, uh, it was my redshirt, so my junior year of college, as uh, my sister, she really started with me, and, um, you know, just from doing, um, like, 20-minute, 30-minute, um, routines to, um, now and then my off seasons, we hit it like three times a week for an hour plus. And, um, I, I love it from both the, you know, the physical component where you get, you get, you know, get a stretch out, your muscles feel better. Um, it is strengthening. Um, uh, but the, really the mental side of it and the breathing is what I really enjoy about it because the, the time that you, I mean, all the downtime we get as NFL football players, while uh, is it, while it isn't much, um, but you are like, there are times that you have to think about things and when you're just sitting there thinking about an upcoming game or um, like the stress going on in your life, you know, if you had a bad game, uh, if you don't have a way to combat that, then it kind of eats at you and then it, then you're not focused on the right things. And so practicing that for the last several years now at this point, um, I've done a good job of like being able to shut out the noise or shut down the negative thoughts and, um, you know, just accept them and move on from them. And I think yoga and the meditation side of that has definitely helped me become a better football player. And, and how how has it been – how did the Nike stuff come about, you and your sister um, putting that together? And I'd imagine for you it's got to be pretty gratifying to, to get her involved in uh, in something like that. It's awesome. I mean, um, honestly, we were doing something with Nike, and we, did, we had a whole Zoom call, um, and my whole family was on the Zoom call because my whole family lived with me during the entire quarantine. Well, it was really fun, but it was also wild to you know live in a for, live in a house with your entire family and your wife. I, I, I could imagine. It gets, imagine. It's, yeah, it's it's a lot, but we did a really good job with it. We had a lot of fun, and I, and I love my family. But uh, at, we had to work with Nike, and uh, they kind of loved uh, our family, our vibe is what I would say it was. And so then Nike Yoga started talking to us, and we got to do a whole video shoot with Nike Yoga. Got to be a part of um, 
uh, their online training, um, and I got to do a video with that with football with a bunch of other NFL athletes. But I got to do um, the Nike Yoga part with my sister, and um, our relationship, uh, you know, uh, she's my big sister. She's always taking care of me, but um, and she she continues to take care of me with the yoga stuff and the mindset. And so being able to work with her on something like this, that um, you know, it's a technique that I use to be a better football player. But now that other people kind of see um, some of the things that I do. And they can use that, especially, you know, kids who, you know, don't have it figured out and who are trying to be the best football players they can, but they just don't understand, you know, the, the tools that they need to do to be great. Uh, it's one of those things that they can find and they can use it. And it's very easy and straightforward. And um, But being able to work with my sister on something that I love and I care about is it's very special because uh, when you get to share something like that with a sibling, it's, it's really cool. Is there going to be, because I saw the, the Joker shirt with the with their name on it, uh, is there going to be a George Kittle signature shoe coming anytime soon? Let me, I'll call my Nike rep and ask. I don't right. know if anytime soon, but, uh, I already, I have a, get, I, get I already, I already know what, I, I have a very good idea of what that would be. So, but I can't tell you cause I don't want to ruin the surprise. That's great. How, how many pairs of sneakers do you have right now? Like in your apartment? Oh dear. Um, well I'm sitting next to my shoe closet, um, which is, it's not a very big closet. And so it's literally to the ceiling with shoes. Yeah. Yeah. And my <laughs> wife just put a whole bunch of bags because my parents are taking it home to Nashville with them. Uh, but in my closet right now, I have between 80 and 100 pairs. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, you were, I think, I mean, last time I was in the locker room last season, you had more stuff sent to you and outside your locker of anybody, like packages and boxes and, and all of that stuff. Do you Are you still that person in the locker room? Yeah, no, 100%. I actually, Quan, okay. Quan is way worse than I am. That dude has boxes stacked, uh, yeah, and I have I no idea what's, it. yeah, I have no idea what's in them. Um, but, yeah, I'm rolling deep right now. I got a lot of good stuff, and I will say I, I have worn a new pair of shoes to every game I've played in so far, so I'm looking looking forward to continuing the streak. Um, what's your, uh, what's what's something you're dying to do once this pandemic is over? And or there's a there's a vaccine and you can get out and, and do something fun. Um, my married answer is to have my wedding in Italy because I know that's what my wife wants to do. Because that's, that's, that's been, a good answer. What's the other answer? Um, I want to go back to Cabo. <laughs> I love Cabo. <laughs> that place is sick. You, Kyle Shanahan was in Cabo, been. right? Didn't you guys run into each other there? Yeah, sure. We ran into each other. Air quotes. We had a great time. <laughs> uh, go, go ahead, Chris. No, I was I, I wanted to follow up on that. Um, what's what's vacation mode Kyle Shanahan like? Because we I only see the uh, the very buttoned up version. Um, I mean, honestly, he was it was exact same as he was like to us during the season. Like that's why Coach Shanahan, like, Kyle's the best because he's he's who he is every single day. Um, and I will just say like, I mean, it was it was a post it was a it was a post Super Bowl loss, so we we're all like you know pretty right, upset right. and you know, but uh. We did enjoy it, and just because I mean football's stressful, and so when you when you get out of it and you have that off time, you can appreciate just being able to hang out with really. I know like and coaches always have stress because they're thinking about the next year and like players and all that stuff, but being able just to sit down and talk and play some golf and right, right. Um, drink some tequila, I thoroughly enjoyed that. You a big golf guy? <laughs> super, super, super average. <laughs> but I thoroughly enjoy it. I'm a big fan of the golf courses that have like a tiki bar every three or four holes. That's a, I need to find these golf courses. Yeah, no, that's I, I, that's what I I thrive at. That um, that is um, sure. I can't wait at some point where I can just golf every single day and say, "Honey, I'm going to the golf course," and 
there's 16 bars on an 18 hole course. <laughs> when I got when I got told that part of golf was you throw some beers in the back of your cart and drive around and drink while you play, I was all the way in. Oh yeah, yeah, no, it's, it's such a fun sport. It, it is incredible, <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I, I enjoy it. I don't really play it that much. Like I'm not like Robbie Gold, um, who he, he plays often. But when I have time in the off season, I, I try to play. But I'm so upset. Uh, Brooks Kepka still owes me a, a set of golf clubs, and it's he told me he was going to send it to me in March, and I think we're a little bit past that. But uh, I'm gonna still I'm gonna still talk shit to him about. Oh, this is unbelievable. Yeah, that's a that's a quality name drop. It is, and I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm not even being humble about it because I, I want my golf clubs. No, I'm kidding. But <laughs> how did that how did that come about? Uh, he challenged me to a push-up challenge back during quarantine. I said, I'll do it if you send me some clubs. He was like, oh, yeah, no worries. I was like, how many push-ups do you want, dog? <laughs> <laughs> Who won the contest? Uh, well, he posted his video first, and so I just did one more than he did. But I'm pretty sure it was, oh, only, like, it was only like 25 or something like that. But it's all right. I had a weight vest on, though, so I looked really cool. I mean, he's a big guy for a golfer, but I think he's like 200 pounds. Like, I think you, I think you probably got him. You see golfers on TV and like, I mean, like Brooks looks huge out there, yeah. but then like yeah. you look him up and yeah, he's I think what is he? He's like six two, two hundred pounds. <laughs> yeah. I've got forty five pounds and four inches on him, and like yeah. so, yeah. I that's what's crazy to me. And but you know, and then you got like um, you got John Daly out there who's also just like, I wish I could golf like he does. That's my mindset. True story. I once went to a driving range with a John Daly uh, set of clubs. Oddly wow, enough. that's a humble brag. Yeah, that's that's not quite as good as your Brooks Kepka name drop, but um, I'm trying. Yeah, I had a Tiger Woods video game once. You know, no big deal. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, uh, hard hitting question: What are your top three Halloween candies? Top three Halloween candies? Yeah, like you're going you're going trick or treating, and you hope that these three candies wind up in your bag. Um, let's see: Reese's cups, peanut butter cups, absolutely. Um, I love Snickers because it's like a meal because you have the peanuts in there, so I feel healthy. <laughs> totally. Sure. And then uh, 100 Grand Bar. Oh, interesting. I'm Great. a huge fan of 100 Grand Bar. Um, I mean, I dude, I love like I love candy, and that's why I like I don't have it in my house because I would just destroy it. Sure. I, are you are you into Sour Patch watermelons at all? That's my favorite candy. Those are amazing. Love a sour patch. I just I don't like how like the sour stuff it just rips your taste buds off your tongue. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You do half a bag and all of a sudden you can't taste anything for two days. <laughs> uh, all right, so we're gonna finish this up. We'll put together a, a quick hitting question segment here. Um, I'm calling it the teammate activity game. Very and, creative. Yeah, Tag. I'm gonna I'm gonna name an activity, and George, you're gonna name the teammate that you would. Uh, be most inclined to do that activity with or, like, call that teammate to do that activity. So um, change a tire. Who are you calling if you need if you need a tire change? Garrett Selleck. Oh, really? Former teammate. I like it. Yeah, I mean, he's basically a dad that's not a dad. He can do absolutely anything. Interesting. <laughs> I, learned, I learned about every everything that I've learned in my career has basically been from Garrett Selleck. Yeah, one, one of the nicest guys ever. You guys need to get him on the podcast and ask him anything. He he is a that's a great idea. He's a treasure chest of knowledge and stories. Okay, that's, that's that. good advice on your part. Who are you uh, calling? Go for it. Aside from Garrett Selleck, who are you calling for relationship advice? Yeah, you already used your Garrett Selleck card. <laughs> um, wow, that's my oh, ooh, that's tough. You know, I think I would do um, 
Hmm. At this point, I'm not going to give you Joe Staley. I'm just not. Okay. Okay. Um, I think he can be used for something else. <laughs> uh, you know, honestly, I mean, who I, 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 if I ever need relationship advice, I usually talk to Trent Taylor. We, we're usually pretty much on the same page. That's a good one. And he just got married too, so he's in the married boat. Yeah, that looked that looked like a fun one over at the uh, at the Ritz. Yeah, we. Hey, I, I was me and my wife were the only two guests, so we we celebrated. We had a great time. Nice. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful spot. Been over there a couple times. Um. All right. Who's the teammate? Because everybody has a friend like this. Who's the teammate you go to to plan the Vegas trip? Oh, uh, Sherman. He's got. He's <laughs> the guy with with the connections. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. That, that is hands that. down Richard Sherman because I did that this past year and I had a blast. Can you elaborate on that, or is that not podcast conversation? <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All I'll tell you is I had I had a really really fun time. So if Richard Sherman ever invites me to go to Vegas, I'll say yes. Yes, and call me next. <laughs> uh, who are you calling to cook a meal? Ooh, to cook a meal? Yeah. Oh, see, that's a Garrett Selleck answer. That dude can cook. Is he, can, is he the grill that. master then, too? Oh, he's, yeah, he's great on the grill. Um, Let me see. Uh, Another grill master. Oh, McGlinchey. He does cookouts really well at his house. Really? Yeah, McGlinchey. Yeah, I, I do like McGlinchey. But I will also say I am I love grilling because I got a Traeger grill over uh, last year. Nice. And it it like the entire quarantine we grilled six nights a week my whole family. Yeah. yeah, so we thoroughly like I I love grilling so I might call myself. I need to okay. get a Traeger. Fair enough. Um, speaking of McGlinchey, this is this is not related to the um, activity game. How did the uh, the shimmy celebration come about? Uh, I think it was his idea. He said, "Hey, we, like we were just like we should get a celebration." He goes, "What if we shimmy?" And I was like, "Yeah, we practiced it one time and it worked out perfectly, and now that's what we do when I score touchdowns. And I love it, and I can't wait till he scores a touchdown and we can shimmy for him." <laughs> okay. Is that is that coming down the line? Um, potentially. <laughs> you know, I don't want to give a, a game plan away that I haven't seen installed yet because we don't install till Wednesday, but I'm I'm pushing for it. Yeah, I mean, Bill Belichick does listen to this pod, so you're smart not to review. Avid listener, yeah. Um, who's uh, who's who's the best gamer on the team? Who you're going to call to be on your squad and uh, beat a bunch of strangers who are probably sixth graders in Missouri somewhere? Uh, like Call of Duty. Yeah, sure. Ross Dwelly. Really? That dude is sweaty. <laughs> Phenomenal at Call of Duty. Really? Right. What about other games? Are there guys who are who are good at other games? Uh, the only other game I really play is Rocket League, which is soccer, but with, no, with Rocket League cards. Is so, so fun. fun. And um, Bosa is, I'd say, he's the best on the team, followed closely by me and Trent. Uh, Trent Taylor is really good at that game too. But Bosa's great at Rocket League, and but hey, Jimmy G is a pretty good COD player too, so that's pretty fun. Huh. Interesting. Oh yeah. The, the zombie apocalypse hits. You get to call two teammates to. I help you through it. Who are you calling? Charlie Warner. Oh. And um, let's see. Um, probably um, Colton, my off lineman from West Virginia. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. I'm one yeah, of the two that rookies sense. that hang out. Well, you know, I might call Brunskill too because I think he's got a little. He he knows something about. He just seems like he has that, like, he already knows about a zombie apocalypse and he's already prepared for it. Yeah, he's that guy who who's just like, yeah, I know six ways to kill a man. 
Like, just casually? Yeah, like, wait, what'd you say? He goes, don't worry about it. Like, if you ever need it, it'll happen. I'm like, all right, bro, skill. Was that key in slowing down Aaron Donald on Sunday? <laughs> I think it was. I think that's the that only way sense. to combat him is to is to be ready for a zombie apocalypse. Um, who are you calling to win at Trivia Night? I already used McGlinchey. Trivia. Um, does any specific trivia? No, but I feel like this is this is sort of easy, but I'm not I, I'm not on the team, so I can't speak for you. Oh wait, well, who do you say, and I'll tell you if you're wrong or wrong. Um, the uh, the Harvard grad, Kyle Uzcheck. Kyle Uzcheck went to Harvard. <laughs> no, he went to Yale, I think. <laughs> ha! That's, right. yeah, that's a really good one. Uh, Juice is incredible, so he would be a very good trivia guy. Actually, I'm pretty sure I've done trivia with Juice before. So yeah, let's go with Juice. Okay, that's okay. a monster. Specializes in different fruits. Does does is is there like a a thing where everybody has a Kyle Shanahan impression? And if so, who does the best one? Wow, um, I don't know. I honestly haven't seen too many impersonations of Coach Shanahan. I will say, um, McGlinchey had a rookie skit where he did a team meeting as Kyle Shanahan, and it was hilarious. And he crushed it. He had the forward flat bill on, came in <laughs> loud, straight to the point. He, he was. Yeah, McGlinchey crushed it. Did he say, uh, by no means, was it perfect a bunch of times? I think he did like three times. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, who's the best musician on the team? Um, D Ford. He can play the guitar and the piano. That's wild. Yeah, that, yeah, that makes, makes sense. sense. Who's, the, who's, the, who's the best vocalist then? Who are you picking to sing a song? McGlinchey. Mm. He gets into it. Oh, dude! No, like what, you got to sell it. What yeah. Mike's so good at is he knows so many songs, and oh, so yeah, he his, his range is everywhere. Like he can go Rolling Stones, he can go Drake, he can go Wiz Khalifa. Like he he can cover a lot of ground. Sure. Yeah, I was on the sidelines one time, um, and he uh, we were uh, watching warm ups, and the All I Do Is Win song came out, and he like was running past me right when Ludacris. His uh, his teacher was oh, in was there. there, and yeah, and and hearing Mike McGlinchey go like strippers booties go was was one of the funniest things I've, I've ever experienced for sure. He's very <laughs> unique, but he does he is a performer. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. Um, who's the guy who would navigate you out of the wilderness if you guys were dropped in there like Survivor Man style? I'm going either Richburg or my or Charlie Warner. Yeah, so what's up with Charlie Warner? You were quick to, to name him for the for the zombie apocalypse thing. What what made you so quick to that? Does he like shave with a buck knife or something? <laughs> no, he uh Charlie is very unique and I, I love Charlie. He's uh but just getting to know him and like how he like he's from uh north northeast Georgia, lived on a, like lived on a farm his whole life in a small town. He just seemed like he, he's prepared to like just completely disappear off the face of the earth. <laughs> and be prepared for it too. Like he he can do that and thrive at it. And so that's why I, I'm all for him uh, helping me out in any situation when it comes to outdoors. And who are you calling to to play poker with and win? You need somebody to win a poker game for you. Who? Not your head coach because he doesn't have a good poker face. <laughs> you know, I would say. Uh, wow, I'd probably say either. Um, I'm going to go Raheem or Eric Armstead. Really? Ooh, Armstead. Interesting. Armstead's got a poker face. Yeah, I could see that. 
You have no idea what Very that dude's saying. He could, you could be talking about anything. You have no idea what he's thinking about. I can do Interesting. That. Interesting. Well, uh, I think that's all we got. We really appreciate you uh, you coming on, and now we no longer have to badger you about touching the pod. Yeah, taking you were taking creative angles toward the pod. Hey, <laughs> I'm I'm very good at that. That's why I have cheese, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout out, shout out to our guy, Cheese. Um, yeah, George, thank you so much, man. Good luck on the rest of the season. Stay healthy. I'll uh, I'll see you on Zoom on Thursday, and uh, I promise, man, I'll, I'll make sure my camera's on on Sunday for you. Appreciate Thanks, it, George. Be well. See you, buddy.